Good morning. I am so excited to be here. I am always excited to be here with you guys. Anytime I get to preach on a Sunday morning, it's a good day. And unfortunately for you, I drank coffee this morning, which I don't think I've ever drank coffee before preaching. And I am already like, yeah. So <laughs> get ready. If you need earplugs, go get earplugs. I will not be offended. Um, but man, we are in this awesome series called All In. Can everybody say All In? All in. And so the first week of the series, we talked about the fact that Jesus is all in for us. And last week, we talked about the fact that we should be all in for him because he was all in for us. And I love this verse that comes from John chapter 17, verse 4. And it says, I brought you, I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. This is Jesus talking to God. Jesus is talking to God saying this. And Jesus, as we learned in the week, he models, get to the end of our lives and say, God, Jesus, our own. received in my life. And it felt like an eternity that this kid was looking at me. And I was like, what happened? What did I do wrong? And so I just looked at him and I was like, no. I said, what's up, my little monkey? So that the guy had told me was manito, Kalo came me manito, which means what's up, my little brother, which is very inclusive, very family oriented. It's like, bro, I'm trying to connect with you. Kalo came me monito. You change one letter and it becomes little monkey. I cannot believe that I called him that. And to make things worse, they had not known that we were there from America yet. I mean, well... They knew that there was a team coming from America, but my skin complexion is very, very close to theirs. And I found out that they thought that I was Dominican. So this kid isn't thinking that some stupid American that doesn't know how to speak their language messed up. He is thinking that me as a Dominican person is intentionally calling him a little monkey and I'm okay with it. The worst experience of my life, the most awkward thing that I have ever been a part of, but it led to something great. So unfortunately, I never connected with that kid again. <laughs> I talked with the leaders there and they were able to talk to him the next Sunday and they cleared things over. So he is okay. He's still following Jesus. He's going to be all right. <laughs> but I didn't want to make that mistake again. So I went and talked to the leaders and I was like, dude, help me out. Give me more phrases than just Kalo K, Mi Manito, because I will never say that again in my life. 
So they taught me other phrases that I used, and we were a part of a camp that week ministering to teenagers, and they told me other phrases, and that became my main form of connection with these kids. So they were teaching me more slang. I would say the few words that I knew, and they'd be like, oh, que lo que lo con que lo que, tranquilo, tu sabe, like just all these different things. It was so cool. And then I was teaching them stuff like, yeah, boy. They were walking around the camp saying that. It was incredible. And so after having that awkward moment with that kid, I was like, I just want to crawl up into a hole and remain there for the rest of my life. But I didn't. I allowed it to be something that helped me to learn from that moment. And it became one of the main things that I used to connect to kids in another country. And so the reason why I say that to you is because community is hard. Community can be awkward. You will have to put yourself in places where you're going to be pushed out of your comfort zone. Or you may make mistakes while trying to connect with people. But that is okay because God is a gracious God and he will use those moments. He can turn them around and make them something wonderful. He can use that to push you into a community that you never knew you could have before. Step out, dive in, be a part of community, no matter how hard or awkward it may be. Put yourself out there and trust that God is going to take you along that journey. And so the next verse that I want to talk about to find out what the rest of Hebrews has to say about community is Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. And it says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. A community that is all in is inspirational. A community that is all in is filled filled with people that are inspirational people. And they are inspirational in their deeds and what they are doing and in their words and what they are saying to you. And not only are they doing stuff for saying things, they are doing it thoughtfully in a way that is thought-provoking to make you want to do the same thing. There are some of you in this church, people in this church, that I see you serving. I see you out there doing what you're doing, whether it's here or at your workplace or with your family. I hear the stories from you. I hear stories from other people. And I'm like, those people are awesome. They are crushing it for Jesus. And seeing you do those things is one of the most inspirational things to me. You are inspiring with the way that you serve God. And that inspires me to step it up. I see some of the stuff you guys do, and I'm like, I am not like that. I am not doing those things that they are doing. I am not serving with the servant and humble attitude that some of these people are serving with. And this is my community. I am challenged by you guys in such a good way, and I hope that the same can be said about my life to you. We should be challenging one another, inspiring one another to do the work that God has called us to do. That is what a healthy community does. We do that for each other. Every single one of us should be living lives and speaking words that are so inspirational that it it is uncomfortable for people to sit in church on a Sunday morning and have that be the only time that they invest in their community or their relationship with God. That is the kind of community that we need to be. That is the kind of community that we should surround ourselves with. That we should be uncomfortable. If we just sit here on a Sunday morning and that's the only thing that we do, we should be uncomfortable. And that is okay. That is okay because a community that is all in is inspirational. Hebrews 
chapter 10, verse 25, the next verse, the first part of the next verse says, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. Let us not neglect meeting together as some people do. A community that is all in is intentional. Community that is all in is intentional. Be intentional about being with your church family. Connecting with your healthy community, that is an intentional thing. We have got to be invested in this. So maybe you're not constantly or consistently meeting on a Sunday morning, which we hope and pray that you are, that you're investing in the community that we have here. But if you happen not to be able to make it to a Sunday, invest in your community in other ways. Don't just be content with listening to a podcast or watching a video online or something like that. Those are all well and good, and I do those things as well. But those are in addition to connecting with our community. Because coming to church on a Sunday morning is not just about hearing these messages. I know that I'm not the greatest speaker in the world, and we have talented people on our communications team and on our worship team and all that stuff. But this is not the primary focus of church, what happens here on this platform. It is what happens off the stage too. It is what happens when you are investing in each other, your relationships with each other. That is what community is all about. Be intentional about connecting with people inside of church and outside of church because that is very important. And this is something that I am learning because I talk to a lot of you guys and you say, oh man, I haven't seen you in so long. It's been forever. And my excuse is always downstairs downstairs with the kids, which, oh my gosh, that is my community, man. If there's anybody that I connect with, it's those kids. I can talk to them about Legos and Batman and everything for days, and they won't even care. You guys would be like, he's so immature. What is wrong with him? Talk about something different. I still wear two different colored socks. This is, this is the kind of person you have leading your kids. So I love those kids, though. They are incredible. They are so awesome. And I am challenged by them and humbled by them every single day that I am with them. They are awesome. But as I'm investing in that community, I need to also be investing in this community because I am a part of this family as well. And so I am learning that. And for the past few months, I have tried to be more intentional about being up here. There are Sundays where volunteers have to call off or I need to be down there teaching at both services. So I stay down there then. But if I can make it up here, I have been trying my best to be up here and be with you guys because you are important. Be intentional about connecting with your community. The second part of verse 25 says, but encourage one another especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. A community that is all in is encouraging. We are to encourage one another and be there for one another. Church needs to be a place where people come and you get filled up. You get filled up, but not just with fluffy words that don't really mean anything of like, oh, your hair looks nice and you really think it is horrible or, oh, you look nice today or things like that. No, if you are really getting to know people, then you know the things that they are doing and you can encourage them in a way that is genuinely going to build them up and give them what they need to go out into their everyday life and continue to be all in for Jesus with the gifts and talents that he has given to them. The gifts and talents that he has given to you. Each and every single one of you sitting in here has gifts and talents that God is giving you and you can do amazing things with them. And I am not about, I, this is not some self-help talk or, oh, you can do the greatest things ever. But genuinely, 
You can do the greatest things ever with the God that we serve. God can use you to do greater things than you have ever even imagined. And so many people don't realize that. They take their God-given gifts and talents and they squander them on other things that they think are more important than Jesus. But when we come to church, we should be encouraged. And so I had you guys give yourselves a round of applause earlier. And I am going to do it again. I want you to leave here feeling encouraged, knowing that you are incredible people. You guys are awesome. So on the count of three, please, 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 and I know this may be awkward for you, but it doesn't matter. I'm pushing you out of your comfort zone. Give yourselves a round of applause. And this is twofold. It also gets the people up that are sleeping. So on the count of three, clap for yourselves. One, two, three. It's always strange for me to clap with a microphone because when I hit it, it's like, but then if I set it down, that it makes a loud noise. It's just complicated. But you guys are awesome. Leave here knowing that, please. We all have things that we need to work on. We all have things that we need to be better at, but God is working in and through your life. And the fact that you're here this morning is a testament to that. So continue to let him do that and be encouraged as you go through life. The last portion of Hebrews that we're going to read are the next two verses, verses 26 and 27. And they say, dear friends, if we deliberately continue sinning after we have received knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice that will cover these sins. There is only the terrible expectation of God's judgment and the raging fire that will consume his enemies. And so the last thought this morning is a community that is all in is honest. A community that is all in is honest. You may think, why in the world would you end with such a scripture like that? Why would that be your last point? And it's my last point because this one has affected me the most. Now, don't shoot the messenger. I am just giving you what is in this scripture. And I know that it's tough to hear. But one thing that I want to note before we go into this and break this down is that he starts out with dear friends. He's not saying you people or people that I'm disconnected from or that I don't really know at all, but I'm going to give you hard truths anyways because it's easy to tell you things when I'm not connected to you and don't have to deal with the repercussions. He knows these people. These people are family to him. The writer of Hebrews is connected to the people that he's talking to. So he is coming from a standpoint of genuinely caring about these people. Dear friends, before you ever say something to somebody that is constructive criticism, you better get to know that person. Be invested in their life so that they know that it is coming from a position of love, not a position of judgment. It is scary to me how often we get that wrong how easy it is for some people to say harsh words, but they don't even know the person. They don't even know what they're going through. Or on the flip side of that, it's scary to me how dishonest we can be with people in favor of not offending them. That used to be me, and I still struggle with that. I hate confrontation. I do not like talking to people about things that they need to work on or change. That is hard for me. I struggle with that because I want people to, to feel good and be happy and like me. And if I say hard things, then they may not want to be a part of my life anymore. And they may hate me after that and all of that stuff. But the truth of the matter is, and the thing that I had to realize was, 
If we are not telling people the truth that they need to know, we do not care about them in the way that we should. Jesus tells us hard truths. Jesus lets us know the hard things. People, the writers in the Bible, you read some of the Apostle Paul's letters, Romans, 1 and 2 Corinthians, all of that stuff. <laughs> I have never in my life said some of the things that Paul says to those people. But Paul also loved them, and he was deeply invested in them. Deeply invested in them. And this hits me close to home because the best things that I have are from people being honest with me. People being in community with me and telling me when I've been doing things wrong. I will never forget it. I can remember specifically the moment where I was about to make one of the dumbest decisions that I have ever, ever made in my life. And it would take too long to go into that now. But if you want to know, I am not going to keep secrets from you. You can come to me and ask me about that. You can talk to me about that situation. But I was about to make one of the dumbest decisions of my life. And Donnie Marsh, he just, man, he invested. He has invested in me like none other. There was a time where I was rejecting his community. I wouldn't talk to him for months. And he keeps reaching out and trying to connect with me until finally we had a deep conversation. And all he did was ask me, how are you doing today? And I looked at him and I was like, do you really want to know? And he's like, Yes. And we talked for hours. And God used him to help me from make, to keep me from making one of the worst decisions of my life. I do not know. I don't know where I would be today had God not used him in my life in that way, him being honest with me. And I have seen the opposite in the lives of people. I had a friend years ago, great guy. We did ministry together. And he met this girl, and she was awesome. And they seemed really good for each other. And they got to the point in their relationship where they weren't ready for marriage yet, but they wanted more, and so they wanted to move in together. And he and I were, were close, but we weren't very close, so I wasn't one of the people that he talked to. But there were people that felt comfortable enough with him to bash him and say, oh, you're an idiot. You're making the dumbest decision of your life. And they came after him, did it the wrong way. They were honest with him in the wrong way. But then there were people on the other side of that that he was connected to that were in the church serving God, doing ministry. It was his community. And they were like, dude, it's okay. Go ahead. You, you guys can do that. Nothing bad is going to come of that. You'll, you will be fine. And so he used that as fuel to continue in his wrong decision. And the people being honest with him in the wrong way pushed him further towards that decision. And they end up moving in together. They ended up getting pregnant out of wedlock. And it, it was horrible. It, it ruined something good that they could have had. And he repented for his mistake. There is grace in moments like that. And he apologized and he did all the things that he needed to do. And he and his wife are in ministry. They are serving. They have been restored. God gave them grace in that moment. But if he had had people that were willing to be honest with him in the right way, maybe he would not have gone down that road that led him to something that should not be happening. Maybe he would have gone down the road of making the commitment of marriage before you start doing married things. And he would have had a different path. And as I said, God restored him. But he needed that 
honest community behind him, people that were willing to tell him the truth in love. We need people to be invested in us in that way. And so the thing today, and the worship team can come back up, the thing today is to invest in community. You need people, and they need you. And we need good people. We need genuine, honest community because there are communities that we can invest in that are not good for us. That can lead us down the wrong road, but we need to invest in healthy community. And so the question that I want to leave you with this morning is what is one way that you can invest in your community this week? This week. I want you to leave from here and I want you to think about that. Genuinely give thought to how you can invest in a godly, healthy community that you are involved in this week. How can you become more involved? How can you invest in specific people in that community and do the things that we talked about this morning? And don't just leave it for this week. If you accomplish it this week, that is incredible. But keep doing it. Keep investing. Keep moving forward and doing what needs to take place. And as I end this morning, I want to leave you with a scripture from John chapter 17, verses 20 through 21. And this is from Jesus, and this is his prayer for us as people that are connecting with one another. And this is so cool because not only does it sum up what we've talked about thus far, it prepares us for next week as we talk about evangelism. And going out and adding people to this community. Helping people to see that Jesus is who they should be all in for because he was all in for them. And this is Jesus talking to his disciples and to God. And this is his prayer for us. He says, I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one just as you and I are one as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for who you are and for how you have invested in us, Jesus. And I pray that we would give you that same investment. God, I pray that we would invest in the community that you have given us, that you have surrounded us with, Jesus. And I pray that we would look at the sacrifice that you made for us and that we would sacrifice everything and give you all that we have to give and invest in the community of people that we are surrounded by right here where we sit and people who are across the world, God, that you would help us to be intentional and inspirational and encouraging and honest with one another in the right ways, God. Teach us how to do those things in the way that you want us to do them, God. And I pray that you would continue to lead us and guide us in this life as we figure out how to be all in for you. And I pray these things in your precious name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Riverside Community Church podcast. For more information, visit us at www.riversideconnect.org.